Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and I want to invite you to enter the Small Biz Chat Podcast Giveaway Contest for the next 30 days. Starting today, you'll have the chance to win amazing prizes if you subscribe to the podcast. All you need to do is take a screenshot after you subscribe to the Small Biz Chat Podcast and tag me, Small Biz Lady, on Twitter or Instagram. Once a week, I'll select a winner, and you have a chance to win one of my autographed books, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months, or Fix Your Business, Or you might even get a chance to win one of my limited edition Small Biz Chat Podcast t-shirts. Don't delay. Subscribe to the Small Biz Chat Podcast today. Three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Liftoff. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady, and we are back. And now I'm going to turn things over to Alfred Edmund Jr. He is the senior vice president and editor at large for Black Enterprise, my favorite business publication, by the way. And I am so excited to have him here with us tonight. He is going to talk to us about what it takes to stay in business, right? We know you got to know your numbers, but what does it really, really take to stay in business? Alfred, I'm so excited to have you here with us tonight. And I just wanted to have an opportunity to let you sort of like tell people, because we all know you for Black Enterprise, but you're an entrepreneur in your own right. So tell us a little bit about all of your business ventures. Yeah, I'm a baby entrepreneur. As you know, I've been my 31st year at Black Enterprise where I've been, I'm an entrepreneurial geek. I like looking under, under the hood of other people's businesses, understanding why they work, why they don't work, what you could do to make them work better. So I just love entrepreneurship in general. I'm kind of a almost like a sports fan for entrepreneurship. But several years ago, actually it'll be five years ago this year, my wife and I, Zara Green, started Grown Zone Relationship Education. To put it in a nutshell, we help people to recognize, quantify, and minimize the cost that their relationship decisions are costing them in their careers, in their business, and their finances. So you go to grownzone.com to learn more. But I was just listening to Dawn, and we are learning a lot of those tax lessons <laughs> the hard way, but I mean, they're valuable lessons. But you know, I'm into a bunch of stuff. I host a financial radio show for America Urban Radio Networks. I have my own bow tie line, so you guys know I love bow ties. This is not from my line. This is from American Armadillo, another company that I love. So I'm, I'm just a geek about entrepreneurship in all its forms, and I'm just glad that uh, I'm here to be able to celebrate with you tonight. Because I love small biz chat. Thank you so much. Listen, I want to know, you know, you, you say that you are a, a geek of small business. So I want to talk to you about, you know, the nature of business has really changed over the last five years. And I wanted to know if you could just kind of give us your snapshot of, you know, how has the, the nature of business changed over the last few years? I think the biggest change, really two changes. One has been underway for a while. and But I think we've now finally flipped from the career of choice being going to get a good job and building a career and then maybe starting a business as a second act. Now I think it's put the, totally the other way. People are starting out with, my goal is to start a business. If I take a job here and there to get to where I got to go, I'm willing to do it, but that's not my mission. And so now you have a, 
a full generation of people who see entrepreneurship as the first option, not the second or the backup option. And of course, that's been driven in part by the gig economy because you can actually do both. You can have a regular job but still have one or two business and other multiple income sources on the side. The second thing is what I call the democratization of capital. Now, because of crowdfunding and other things, angel investing and a lot of other things that that, uh, laws have changed as well as policies have changed in terms of how you can raise money has made it a lot easier for the single person entrepreneur, the new startup to kind of get something started without having to go through the banks or other institutional sources of uh, financing. So I think those are the two big things that are making it easier for people to start businesses. Unfortunately, as you know, the fact that it's easier to start doesn't mean they're easier to run and easier to sustain. Well, that actually goes beautifully into my next question, because I was going to say, you know, just because it look easy, that don't mean it is easy, right? So, and I know from 19 years of experience myself at being through the fire, the wind and the rain, I know better. It's no small thing out here to put your shingle out and say you're open for business. But what do you think it takes to be successful in business today? Probably the biggest thing, and, and, you know, I mentor a lot of entrepreneurs and, and startup companies. There's a certain rah-rah attitude or rah-rah aspect of entrepreneurship that I think in excess becomes unhealthy. And so you have these people, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to, I'm going to build this business. And, and they bought into just the fun part of launching the business. Like everybody talks about the growth in the number of businesses. Nobody wants to talk about the failure rates. Right. No one wants to talk about how you can be in business for years and never make a penny because it's possible to sustain an unprofitable business practically indefinitely if you're determined to do it. And so I think the biggest thing is to give people a reality check, not designed to burst the bubble of enthusiasm, but to understand that you're never going to work harder for anyone else than you're going to have to work for yourself to get your business to be what you want it to be. Right, right. No, I actually completely agree with you. I, you know, I almost feel like passion is an overused word in entrepreneurship because it's like, I'm passionate about this. I'm going to start this business. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Does your passion have a profit center? Right. Because if it doesn't, you're walking around with a glorified hobby and nobody's going to tell you that. But I'm going to tell you that because I don't want you to ruin your credit chasing a half baked business idea like that just does not make sense. But I see that so often. I mean, poor business execution is out here like the cold and flu. Right. It's everywhere. People almost feel like you're just trying to discourage them when you point some of these things out. You know, I tell people if your business doesn't have a profit model. It's like a race car without an engine. It can only go downhill. There's, a, there's nothing driving it. Passion's role in, in entrepreneurship is fuel. No more, no less. It's not the steering wheel. It's not the engine. It's not the wheels. It's not going to get you where you want to go without an infrastructure, a process, and most importantly, customers that actually want what you're selling. That's right, right. Like, this right. is a great idea, and I'm like, but nobody is asking for this. Nobody's paying for this. You're trying to spend tons of marketing dollars and time and energy trying to convince the marketplace that it wants something because you're excited about it. So passion has its place, but the most, the best thing you can have are passionate customers. That's more important than you. (laughs) True that, true that. I'm going to amen all that all day. So listen, what do you think of the biggest challenges facing small businesses right now? What I find is Businesses that want to go from zero to 700, <laughs> you know, 
unrealistic you know, they, they want to grow fast they want to you know and i'm like if you can figure out how to serve one customer profitably and effectively that they walk away happy that they're happy they spent the money with you they want to spend it again focus on that because then your goal is just to duplicate that over and over and over again and i see so many people you know i judge business plan competitions and they show me their five-year projections and it's like well this year we made one thousand dollars and next year we're going to make two hundred fifty thousand dollars. and i'm like where is that coming from <laughs> right. get back to what are what product and service are you providing and who's your customer and, and then just focus on serving one customer at a time perfect the model perfect the process and then scale it up and it'll go a lot faster like a hockey stick than if you try to go to the penthouse on the first day of building your building right right now what do you think it really takes for business owners to get repeat business because i'm like anybody will buy something once but in order to sustain a business you got to have repeat customers so how do you think what do you think the best thing is for small business owners to do to get that repeat sale see my thing about focusing on your the customer a customer a successful sale is when no matter how much they spent they feel like you almost did them a favor because you brought them so much value that they don't miss the money. And, it, you know, and, when you, and you know you're not doing that as an entrepreneur, by the way, when your first answer is to cut your prices. Like your first, your first marketing scheme is, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna cut my prices. That means you don't believe in the value that you're offering. If you aren't offering real value, then either you got it at the wrong price or you're selling to the wrong customer. Exactly. So my thing is, if the way to get a repeat customer is to over deliver on value. Make, let them feel like they got away with murder because of what you provided. And then they will, one, they will tell everybody else. And two, they will come back. Exactly. Uh, but if you, if you get the first customer and, and they can pay your price and no discount, but if they walk away feeling like I kind of got talked into this, I kind of got, you know, I got little, you know, Egyptians. They may not say anything bad about you, but they're not coming back. Absolutely not. They're not coming back. Well, what do you say to the business owner? And I know they come to me just like they come to you, that they're stuck, right? They're stressed out. They're skipping paychecks. They're ducking the landlord. You know, they don't have to rent. What do you say to those business owners that are just like, they, they're stuck. They don't know what to do next. Well, you didn't pay me to do this, but first get this book, Fix Your Business. She, I swear she didn't pay me to do this. But I love your book. You know, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months is still the best startup small business book I ever read. So I got my commercial out. But the reason Fix Your Business is important is because the first thing I tell entrepreneurs who are really, really suffering is to stop digging. Because what they do is if I could just dig this hole a little harder and faster, it'll no, you're digging yourself deeper. Right. And you just stop and to the point of your book, go step by step through your process. Either something's broken something's changed or something never was. Mm. And if you don't slow down enough to figure that out, then you're just going to keep digging until you run out of money, energy, sanity. <laughs> and you won't be able to keep going at some point. So if it's not working, another thing is don't punish yourself. Right. Something that worked for five years may not work the sixth year and it may be time to get out of that business. It may nothing may be wrong. You know, if you're trying to sell CDs today, right. That, that worked for a very, very long time. But if you don't slow down long enough to figure out, okay, where is this not working? Then you can't fix it. And then you get more stressed. You begin to beat yourself up. You get beat other people up. Because I see bosses beat up their employees all the time. 
when yeah. there's nothing, there's something wrong with the process and the system. And and to your earlier point, if you're not willing to look at that, it's no shame in shutting your business down and getting a job. Well, one of the things I tell people too is, you know, 50% of all business problems are not so well hidden personal problems. So if your business is in trouble, you might be the problem. You know, oh, you know this. Complain to me about their employees. I'm like, well, what is it like to work for you? Like, what kind of boss are you? Are you one of the things boss? that you and I have in common. Boss? Are you mean boss? Are you that everybody can figure out what kind of day you're having by how you treat people, boss? Like, who are you to work with? And, and you know, are, are your employees and customers running from you? You know, are you the problem? And, and that's the thing. You know, I, I feel like people don't want to be honest. And, you know, people's ego really gets invested in their business. And, you know, particularly, you know, you men, y'all y'all get real caught up by, you know, your worth being connected to what's in your pocket. We're going to talk to Garrett about that a little, uh, bit, a little bit later. But listen, I mean, I you know, I, I really worry about business owners, you know, because we're, we're a special breed of, of, of person, right? You know, we really can't work for other people because we're not built for that. You know? so, right. so, so, so some of we got a chip on our shoulder to begin with, some of us. You know, and, I, and I'm raising my two hands. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Melinda, right? But I, I'm saying that, you know, so, so we do have to be honest that we bring some of our crap to work with us every day. And, you know, sometimes we smear it around on everybody. So I think it is important. But you, what you said is right. You got to teach people to stop digging. If it's not working, it's okay. Reinvent. And, and I'm really excited that we're going to be talking about reinvention here in a couple of minutes. But listen, tell me, how important is it to invest in professional development as a business owner? Because I feel like sometimes people will go out here and they might take a business plan course. And they might take a course on, you know, negotiation or something, but they're not develop. They're not investing in like leadership development courses and things like that. And I think leadership is, is really key. Entrepreneurship and continuous professional and personal development are synonymous. You know, I would say if you're not committed to development, if you're not committed to continuous education, continuous growth, continuous learning, again, stop what you're doing, go get a job. Because one, things are changing too quickly. Even if you master a particular area of expertise, things are changing so rapidly that obsolescence happens a lot faster. So I don't trust entrepreneurs that say, I don't want to take a course. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't have a coach. I don't need a coach. I don't want to go to a conference. You know, the Black Enterprise Entrepreneur Summit is coming up in Charlotte in June. And I'll be tweeting a, a special uh, discount code for listeners of the Small Biz Chat. Um, so follow me on Twitter, Alfred Edmund Jr. But I don't trust entrepreneurs who say, I have nothing else to learn. No right. one can teach me anything. I got this. Yeah. You will be out of business very quickly. I know of no entrepreneur that's ranging from your one-person startup to your you know, future Facebook owner who is not committed to continuous development, education, training, because that's what it takes to stay on trend, to stay ahead of trend, and to innovate. Now, let's talk about, all right, so there's professional development. What about mentorship? Like, How important is mentorship to business success? Again, you can't do without it. But first of all, it's important to understand, I'm speaking to someone who mentors a lot of people, and people come up and say, will you be my mentor? Mentors choose their protégés. It doesn't work the other way around. Right. So the question you're really asking as entrepreneurs: is, how do I get chosen? The way, you, the way you get chosen in my book is perform. Like, I tend to mentor those that are already doing it. They're doing it very well. They will probably succeed without me. It's just that if I help them, 
they'll do it faster, they'll do it smarter, do, do it more efficiently. And I'll get a certain amount of psychic reward from that, as well as maybe a potential, you know, who knows what that relationship could lead to even for my own business. But I'm not, mentors aren't here to rescue you. If your business, if you're digging that hole to China because your business doesn't work, it's not a mentor's job to come in and redo your business plan so you can make money. So mentorship is critical, but the way to attract mentors is to be doing, not talking about doing, not what had happened was, not what I'm about to do. If you're doing, you tend to attract other people who are doing, who want to partner with you to do things. And that's what a great mentor-mentee relationship is all about. I am so glad that you said that because people really, you know, will you mentor me? Like, will you rescue me? It's almost yeah, like a fresh air, like, like you're the fresh air fund or something. <laughs> right? like, no, no, like, I'm not doing oh, that. Man, you got to rescue yourself. <laughs> I mean, the number one thing that makes me crazy is people come up to me and ask me a question that I have already answered in one of the four books I have written. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, like open your mouth so I can feed you the worm, baby bird. No, I'm not doing that. Look, well, you got to put in the work. Unfortunately, some of the people, and you and I both, we talked about this, they're not really trying to be protégés. They're kind of trying to be groupies. Right. You know, like they want to be up in your space. They want, you know, I, I call them mentorship booty calls, like <laughs> two o'clock in the morning, only for a favor, but you never hear about them, it, you know. So so the, the way to attract a mentor is to bring value to that mentor. Right. It's, it's not a transaction. Right. just saying, listen, I could be a benefit to your network if you could help me, be, you know, succeed and do do well. All and right. I just see so many people, they just are kind of coming in with, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Just the wrong, they just wrong. Listen, we got to wrap this up, but I want you to tell me what is the best advice you can give business owners right now? Take a good, hard look at your lifestyle. Are you feeding yourself? Are you healthy? Are your relationships stable? How are things going with you and your children? How are things going with you and your spouse? Because the, the less stable your personal life is, the more your professional and business life is going to be at risk. And we've, we've been trained, especially as baby boomers, to compartmentalize. Like, you know, our, our personal life can go, be going to hell in a handbasket, but as long as we got our fly suit and we look good with our briefcase, everything is cool. Entrepreneurship doesn't play that. Whatever your lifestyle is, whether it's stable or unstable, whether it's healthy or unhealthy, sooner or later it's going to show up in the function of your business. And by the way, you won't be happy. Even if your business is successful, you'll be miserable. But you right. get your book, Fix Your Business, addresses very effectively. So take a good, hard look at your life and make sure this is the life you want to live. Entrepreneurship is no fun if you don't really want to do it. How about that? How about that? I'm going to let that be the last word. Thank you so much, Alfred. But here's the last thing I want you to know. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. I'm Melinda Emerson. I'm the Small Biz Lady, and we are over and out. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, Visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.